This article comes out of Gizmodo and was written by Asha Barbachow. Xbox has created its own Age of Empires serial. Yep, a lucky few can now get their hands on Wallalo's serial. Named, of course, after the conversion cry of the priest unit featured in Age of Empires. While the Wallalo sound Ooh. is associated with the 1997 real-time stra- strategy game, mostly as a bad omen among fans, it became iconic and even the developers have embraced the meme. Wallalo's is a real and completely edible cereal. Xbox reckons the cereal is <laughs> packed full of goodness to help build strong and healthy strategic minds. This cereal is not only a great way to start your day, but also a sure way to convert your enemies, it says. <laughs> There's only 10 Wallalo's cereal boxes, and those lucky enough to get their hands on the cereal will also get a 12-month subscription to Xbox Game Pass for PC. Xbox is giving them a CD with the Age of Empires 2 original soundtrack to really tickle that nostalgia. Ooh, and talking about tickling that nostalgia, <laughs> when I when I heard this story, when I when I saw this, I believe uh, uh, Hunter posted it in our little group chat we have there with Aaron. Uh, and <laughs> it just immediately made me think, of picking up a box of Nutrigrain back in the early 2000s, late and very late 90s. Oh, yeah. One of the two, I can't remember the exact time yeah. frame. And I couldn't have given a fuck about the Nutrigrain. The whole reason why I begged my parents to grab me that big old box of Nutrigrain was because it came with a copy of Age of Empires. <laughs> and oh yeah, I played the shit out of that. That's the only copy of Age of Empires <laughs> I've ever owned. In my whole life, was the one I got out of a pack of Nutrigrain. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Good. Oh, that was the best. That was the best fucking thing to come with Nutrigrain. <laughs> I don't think I got it for the Nutrigrain either. I remember getting that, and oh my god, oh the value for your money, Jesus. Back in the day, that was the absolute pinnacle of gaming. Oh, I still remember Woodstock was the cheat to get more wood. Um, and yeah, like obviously the famous Wallalo from the priest. <laughs> I love it. Uh, da- Daz, did you play? You, did you ever play the original Age of Empires? No, no, I didn't. Oh, you missed out, God. That was definitely what? like it's oh. like my only experience really at all with strategy games. I think I played a little bit of Age of Mythology as well too at some point somehow. But you know, I played I played Age of Empires one. I think on. On a Mac? I'm pretty sure I played it on a Mac that had, like, the, you know the ones with, like, the see-through backs that came out in, like, the early 2000s or whatever? Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. It was, uh, yeah, that was a machine, that was. But, yeah, no, this uh, this this story definitely tickled me. I think, was it Big Daddy to get the, the car that shot rockets? Uh, I thought, wasn't, yeah, maybe. I remember Big Bertha. Oh, Wait, no, that was some oh. no, Big Bertha was the big was the giant catapult. Yeah, I reckon you're right, Big Daddy for the uh car. The catapult that threw cows or something? Yeah, it was something yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, oh that was great. I, I, honestly, I don't think I ever like played a proper match of Age of Empires <laughs> when I did get that. I I think I just fucked it up with cheats the entire time. But what do you want? Yeah. Me? I was like, "Oh, absolutely." And that's the thing. I remember as a kid like now now I actually play strategy games for the challenge. Like I learned the game, I 
I get bored with it on the easier modes. I want to be challenged by it and really feel that sense of accomplishment. But when I was a kid, I just played with all those cheats on. And I thought it was the best thing ever. I had so much fun doing that. That kind of... That kind of puts things in perspective a little bit. If you're an old fuck like me now, um, like when you're thinking about those younger, those games that are being made to appeal to younger kids, they don't give a shit if it's yeah, a really challenging, really. complex game. They don't give a shit. I wish Xbox just made another deal with Kellogg's and did the same promotion over again. I'm sure Sure, now a copy of Age of Empires, it costs them nothing. It probably costs more to, like, to pay for the disc than it does to, to do, like, to, to give away that copy. Well, was um, I right I'd, in I'd hearing that there are only, was I right in hearing that there are only four, uh, sorry, not four, ten boxes? Me? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely it's a promotional thing, and yeah, it's, yeah, you have to be one of the lucky ten to win this competition, basically. So, yeah, God, yeah. Nah. that sounds so cheap as like a, a meme just to make get on the headlines, like minimal, yeah, absolutely minimal costs, I, minimal costs as much as possible to only get ten of these things pumped out, and that'll mm-hmm. make sure that we're mentioned in all of the potties. We'll do the rounds and and yep. yep, only cost us twenty bucks. Yep. No, I will. I will never be able to purchase a box of these. That's a zero out of ten wallalos from me. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. My name is Zach and I am sitting with, once again, well I'm not actually sitting with you, (laughs) I'm sitting with Dazza, but I am here with my co-host with the most, Lockie. Lockie. (laughs) Nice. How's it going my friend? Thanks for introducing me. I think this might be one of the first times you've done it just normally. It's great. Oh, oh my God. It feels so good. It feels so good. I feel like I've been introduced. Bloody oh, yeah. I'm glad you're feeling good. We took a week oh. off, which we, we haven't done in a long time. This is our first week off since when I accidentally deleted an entire episode, which technically we didn't have a week off then. We still recorded and I still edited the whole thing. So, yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know about you, Lockie, but I'm feeling a bit uh, a bit refreshed and uh, raring to go. Oh, uh, well, I'm the exact much... opposite. I'm the exact opposite. It's been a hard <laughs> week. And, and what do I get for it after this? Oh, oh more putty work. Great. Oh, yeah. Bring it That's on. That's it. We're... We're putting you to work. You, you, oh, you yeah. didn't sign sign away your life on that uh, on that contract that we may have you to be the co-host all that all that time ago. <laughs> no, no, but that's fine. I'm just going to be drunk as hell for this one. No, no, that's that's totally fair. Look, look, I'll I'll, I'll be real. Full disclosure. I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning after going to sleep at about 11:30, and I could not get back to sleep. So I am operating on very little sleep. <laughs> And I have had a few cheeky wines, and I'm right now sipping on a bourbon. And uh, the reason why I've had a few cheeky wines is because uh, right before we did this, uh, I recorded a bonus episode of News to Reviews that's going to be released far, far later down the track. You'll see when it happens, probably around December, January. I don't know. But I recorded that bonus episode... We have none other than the wonderful returning guest, Dazza. 
Darren, how are you, mate? Absolutely good, mate. Thank you very much. Bloody thank you very much for joining us once again. How's your week been? How are you feeling on this day, this Friday night we're recording on? Yeah, feeling good. Really good. You know, very positive. All vibes. Uh, Sydney's slowly back opening up, which is all good. Oh, yeah, buddy. I'm vibing. Oh, digging it. Apparently, that's the thing that the youth says these days. They're all vibing. If something's good, it's vibing. I, I don't know. I've lost all touch with, with all of that. I, I realized that when uh, TikTok came out and I was like, oh, yeah, I want none of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, look, well, I'm, I'm definitely vibing this week because we have so much gaming news to get to. I feel like we decided to have a week off and then the games industry is like, okay, well, here's all the news now, now that you're having a week off. There was so much stuff to talk about that we didn't get to talk about that I'm pumped to get into in this episode. And there's a whole bunch of news that just happened throughout this week. That I'm also super, super pumped to get to. Uh, before we get into that though, everyone, if you enjoy News to Reviews, please go give us a follow on all of these social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter's the best place to keep track of everything we're doing. Our Twitter handle is at News to Reviews, and that's with a number two instead of the word two. And if you can, please leave us a cheeky review. We're still oh so small, even though we've been going for a couple of years now, and it really does help us get into the ears of more people. If you enjoy listening to our show each week or feel like you get something out of this show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this on. Gentlemen, how do you feel about jumping into some gaming news? Yeah, I could go for it. Could be, uh, we might be uh, rebranded to like Meta because Facebook's been renamed to Meta. Oh, God. What? Yeah. What is yeah. this? First news story. <laughs> oh. Facebook has changed its name to Meta because Mark Zuckerberg's building the metaverse, and who doesn't want to build, be in a world that Mark Zuckerberg has Everything created? Everything I acquire will become metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is this true? This sounds uh, like bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yes. Is it true? It's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep, they've changed wow. Facebook. I don't know if the actual like site Facebook has changed its name, but the company has changed its name to Meta. Is that right, Darren? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. They they, they look like they they just want to call it Meta or something like Meta Metaverse or something like that. Mm. Um, I like having so- Metamucil. Maybe it has something <laughs> to do with that. <laughs> it keeps it keeps my stills regular. It keeps you regular. <laughs> well. You know, it's been sort of semi-regular this year, those uh, Sony State of Plays. And uh, we had another State of Play drop for October. It came out Thursday morning for peeps in Australia. Would have been Wednesday night for peeps elsewhere. Uh, And yeah, I don't know, did either of you guys manage to check out the Sony State of Play? No, I was checking out the new Sony 5 that I got. Lockie yeah. got himself a next gen console. Woo! Oh, I'm looking forward to finding out what you've been up to. That's right. I'm on the Sony train. Choo choo. Oh, yeah. Oh. All aboard. Well, all aboard for the, <laughs> the Sony train now because, yeah, we're, we're jumping into the state of play. And uh, well, the only the- game you need is Ratchet and Clank. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that that was going to be the standout one I was going to talk about. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get it. We'll get into our impressions to start with. Oh. 
In the state God of play, damn. now the now the state of play before we get into it, I'll just you know temper expectations. It was very much focused around indies for this one. There was no big AAA outings that we were seeing. It was just a bit of an update on what a lot of these little games are doing. And the first game they showed off with was Death vs. Let It Die, which is coming out in autumn in Australia in 2022 to PS4 and PS5 and it's a fucking looks like a hero based sort of battle royale kind of a thing honestly I couldn't give two shits but it's from the same universe as a a free to play uh, action RPG roguelike called Let It Die uh, which sounds Mm. far more interesting to me to be honest out of these two things but yeah like for people who like battle royales hey there's another one coming Oh, God, I, I don't know. Do either of you guys give two shits? Another Battle Royale nope. is coming. Nope. No. Yep. Daz, nope. Couldn't care. Battle Royales aren't your thing. No, no. Nope. Yep. No, fair enough. Then yeah, the da- Daz is on his phone at the moment. He couldn't be less engaged with that topic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to engage with it because I do not engage with Battle nah. Royales. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, but a game that I am considering fucking with is we are OFK which is coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2022 now this is a really uh, bizarre looking game it's like a narrative driven game where you're playing as like this indie band and it looks like you're making dialogue choices and there might be some sort of dating sim and sort of elements to it Uh, and it's going to be released episodically so there'll be five Mm. episodes and apparently one sort of interactive song per episode as well yeah it was it was really bizarre the promo that they made for it was actually specifically designed for this sony event so like it was Mm. them the voice actors sort of chatting and being like we're doing this thing for sony state of play blah 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 blah. so they've animated this entire promo and this entire thing within the in-game animations and the actual voice actors uh just just for the the promo for state of play it was a really really cool the the writing was funny like it started off with um talking about you know war never changes and it was clearly sort of uh, riffing, ri- they were sort of riffing off fallout but they started yeah. like that they, they continued on and it just it was it was really funny it actually had me laughing uh what that uh. what they were saying and they started talking about wars fought with arms and it was just very it's it almost seemed sort of off the cuff uh, almost a bit of like a interdimensional cable from Rick and Morty, you know what I mean? They're just sort of ha- they were having fun there in the booth, and they had these sort of simple animations to it. So I don't know. I found We Are OFK to be intriguing. Uh, will I pick it up? I don't know. Uh, there's lots of narrative-based indie games out there. But if there's not a lot coming out around the time when it does come out, then maybe mm. I'll consider it. Um, but We Are OFK is, I, I definitely recommend checking out the promo because I thought it was just yeah very funny and very well written. Um, and yeah, just a, a cool little a cool little indie game that's coming to, to Sony next year. And then after that, they showed off Bugsnacks is getting a free update. Uh, Lockie, you have a PS5 now. Are you interested at all in Bugsnacks? Did you decide to pick that up? What the fuck is Bug Snacks? It sounds oh god, shit. it was this this weird sort of puzzle game where you mm-hmm. uh, you 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 have like these cute little bugs that are around. Oh look, I, I oh. didn't mind it. You had to you had to sort of figure out how to capture the different bugs, but it's definitely not 
a game for everyone. I'll definitely admit that. But I, I think it's very cool that they're going to be doing a free update. Like, it's going to have a whole new area to explore and new bugs that you can catch, and it's going to be available early in 2022. Uh, Darren, I can catch you bugs have... in real life. Yeah, you can. You absolutely can. But these bugs look like food items, so it's funny. I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, I found the narrative surprisingly intriguing in this game. I just didn't find the the gameplay very engaging. Um, I you know it's it's only so much fun to capture these bugs. Um, but yeah, the writing was great and the narrative was interesting. Uh, Dazza, you have yourself a PlayStation Five. Did you have any interest in in bug snacks at all? No. Nah. No. Nah. Nah, that's fair enough. Damn. <laughs> Honestly, there's. I feel like no one's going to care about anything that's in this Sony State know. of Play. It's all just. I'm this looking at this, shit. and I'm just, and I'm just like, this is all for kids. Yeah, oh, all of dude. it. And and speaking of for kids, Five Nights at Freddy's oh. security breach. They got another look at that. It's a first person survival version of Five Nights at Freddy's. I could not give oh, a shit wow. about. Yeah, but something I could give a shit about is Death's Door. It was one of those games that came to uh, Xbox and and Windows and Steam. Uh, but not to PlayStation earlier on in the year and got rave reviews at the time that it came out. And now it's going to be coming to PS4 and PS5 on the 23rd of November. Uh, If it's still on Game Pass, though, then I'm probably going to be playing it on the PC because, fuck, you know, why would I pay full price if I've got Game Pass? That's Uh, right. But Death's Door coming to PS4 and PS5. A lot of people love that game. I don't think any of us have played it here, but... Yeah, get excited for that. And then they showed off, and like Lockie, as you said, this whole thing seems like it was for kids. They showed off this game called Cart Rider Drift, and very much it looks like a game for kids. It's just another <laughs> kart racer uh, with sort of these generic uh, uh, sort of almost weeby, uh, chibi anime style characters. Uh, it's actually a a sequel to the 2004 Windows and Xbox exclusive game Crazy Racing Kart Rider. Um, but yeah, they're at the sequel's coming out fucking 15 years later, even longer, uh, and it's coming to all platforms and it's going to be a free-to-play kart racer. So I don't know, it could could be a solid kart racer and it's free-to-play, so I don't know, if there's nothing yeah. coming out when it does come out, maybe I'll give it a crack. Look, it makes sense uh, that it's free to play because I was looking at this and I thought this doesn't look very nice for a PS5 title. Mm. Oh, it's all right when they zoom out. When they're zoomed in, it looks looks bad. It says and... just for PS4, so I'm imagine that the PS5 you'll be able to play it on PS5, but you'll be running the PS4 version. If that makes sense. Ah. <sighs> oh. There's no official PS5 version, in other words. Yeah, no, of course it's on PS4 because kids can't afford PS5. And this Mm. was for kids, of course. Mm. Yep, keep going. And no one could buy a PS5 anyway. (laughs) Speaking of keeping on going, King of Fighters 15. It's a fucking fighting game. I couldn't care about this. They got an open beta test coming to PS4 and PS5 on November 19th to the 22nd, and the game's coming out February 17th, 2022. Will I give the beta a try? I don't know. Listen back to whatever episode comes out that week on News to Reviews, and maybe I'll have tried it. Probably not. I'm not a big fan of fighting games. Have you ever played a King of Fighters before, Dazza? No, no, no. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> 
We hasn't played I'm Age of Empires like, um, you know, because I'm kind of like out of the loop. But no. uh, just to query to the two of you, have we heard anything about Silent Hill, or is that, <laughs> or is that just dead in the water? Uh, or I just live in hope. It's Silent Hill is a, a Konami property, and Konami just at this point isn't really making games. There's been a lot of rumors about Konami working with another studio to make a Silent Hill game, though. Oh, please. Um, so yeah. yeah, or or have they? Oh, didn't maybe they've. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they have. I don't think it's happened. No, no, but I think they weren't they working with a team that made Medium to make a Silent Hill game, or there was just rumors of that. I I don't know, but there's definitely there's rumors of some kind of Silent Hill thing happening, but I don't know off the top of my head, unfortunately. But yeah, King of Fighters. So open it's the same as like Dead Space or anything like that. It's just uh, oh, well, Dead Space. Just... We know is getting a remake, so we know. Some... Oh, we do. We yeah, do. yeah. There's definitely a Dead Space remake coming. It's been officially announced now. So yeah. Oh, cool! I've we'll never get... played that game. Oh no! Oh, I haven't. Oh, it's a good game. Good yeah. game. I've never. Yeah, played sweet. The first I'll play it. Either. I'm I'm keen yeah. for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, finally, the last thing that they showed off that was of any interest to me at all was Little Devil. Uh, and it's uh, oh, sorry, Little Devil Inside. They we finally got to see a bit of gameplay of this one. It was uh, something they they showed back in the Sony State of Play months and months ago. Uh, I'm not after seeing the gameplay. I've I've, I've lost all Ugh. excitement for this Ugh. one. The art style is really interesting and really Ugh. nice. What the hell is wrong with the character models? Ugh. I like. I th- I thought the character models were cool. They're bizarre looking, but I like them. But oh, yeah, I think they they, they look it's, awful. It's this kind of weird Oregon Trail style game where, like, except you've got like a three D map, and then your character moves around this big three D map, and then it will sort of zoom in, and you'll make dialogue choices and decisions. But then there'll also be moments where it goes to a third person view, and you'll do, be doing some simple looking hacking and slashing third person combat as well. Uh, so it's a weird mixture of of uh of different game genres here i don't know it kind of has has me a little bit concerned i find that when especially when indie studios are trying to mix up game genres particularly if one of them is like a 3d action sort of genre it's it's such a hard genre on its own to pull off when people try and throw the stuff on top of it it can be really tricky i feel like lost in random had this problem uh, with 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 their game, so yeah, I I don't know. Little Devil Inside looks really interesting. We'll wait and see when it comes out. But yeah, overall, very indie based for this Sony State of Play, and not a lot to write home about. For, for me, it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, I don't know if you're interested in any of these, it might be worth watching. But yeah, I don't know. Sony State of Play, bit of a wet fart apparently with you two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's just uh, no. I, t- I totally understand. It is def. It's a bunch of indies. A lot of things you wouldn't have heard of. Um, I thought, it, uh, yeah, it, I I was entertained enough by it, but yeah, it's definitely not one of those really rocking state of plays. That's faux show. But something that was rocking was the GTA Remastered trilogy trailer. <laughs> Now, this was a bit of a surprise. I was, you know, I, I, was, I thought GTA Remaster Trilogy couldn't give two shits. But they, they Rockstar released an, a trailer for it and they showed what it looks like in comparison to the original games. And it's not just a straight up up res. There is going to be some 
more differences. You're going to see different textures, improved character models. Um, now, they're not like improving them to the point where oh, all of a sudden it's a, a PS4 asset. No, not at all. It still looks like a PS2 asset, but they sort of just clean up the textures a little bit. Like, um, I don't know if anyone remembers the old Grand Theft Auto games, but they had these weird sort of flipper hands where their thumbs and their fingers were all sort of conjoined and they couldn't they couldn't separate them now their fingers are like more defined but it still looks like they're kind of holding their their fingers still together um but yeah like some improved lighting as well too like you're seeing reflections on certain things and improved textures here or there and apparently they're changing the gameplay in the remaster trilogy to be more similar to grand theft auto 5 uh, which came out all the way back in 2013 and is still in the top 10 selling games almost every single week. So yeah, it seems like the remaster trilogy is going to be giving us a, a bit more than what we were expecting. At the end of the day, it still looks like a PS2 game, but it's definitely more than just a straight up up-res. Darren, <clears throat> knowing that you're going to be getting more than just a straight up-res, that they're doing a bit of work to this remaster, does it entice you anymore to pull out the wallet to pick this one up? Bear in mind, they're charging full price for this. So for the full three games, you're going to be paying probably $100 Australian. Perhaps if I had a Nintendo Switch, I'd be interested, but no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I mean, I'd just rather give money to the former <laughs> game or something like that you know I, yeah I, i'd rather something fresh something new this is just mm. going over old stuff that i've played before yep. no, nothing new yeah absolutely yeah absolutely that's fair enough how about you lucky um look i really I, I didn't play one and two so it'd be i'm curious to take a look at those games now on current res tvs but yeah, number three I did play, and I thought it was a fantastic game. What that's um, that was um, oh shit! No, I'm thinking of Vice City. I don't know. I don't know if number three. Well, apparently on the Nintendo <laughs> Switch, this gyroscoping and you know touch screen zooming in and all that. Okay. Mm. So. Yeah, look, I'm curious. I'll I'll definitely have my eye out for it, and I'll take a look at what it's like if it's getting good good feedback. Mm. But um, yeah, look, if it had been Vice City. Definitely, yes. Hmm. I, I'm sort of interested in it now just because it's coming out in November and there's not a lot that I'm excited for coming out in November. To be honest, there's not really anything coming out towards it, like for the rest of this year that hmm. I'm that pumped about. So maybe I'll give it a crack, but then I, I just I don't know. It just seems like a lot of money to spend a full price game just to replay these games from PS2 era, and it's still at the end of the day, it's still just a remaster. It's gonna be, it's gonna control differently, and yes, it's gonna look a bit prettier. But at the end of the day, we're we're playing PS2 games. I don't know. I I, I don't it know. It could be it could be just the state of the environment out there at the moment. I mean, it, this mm. just brings fans divided. I mean, quite often, you know this is all they could do because of the climate they're in at the moment and yeah. they could just remaster the games. But I would hope, it's been a while, that there's a new game coming from Rockstar because, you know, this is just... This is just dragging on a little too long for my liking. Yeah, no, you yeah. keep waiting there, Dazza. Don't hold your breath, mate. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's going to be I, I, would say, I would say with these remasters, probably more often than not because you don't need to worry about 
Uh, you don't need to worry about game designers and all these extra people that you would need to employ to be able to put together a brand new game. It's cheaper yeah. to put together. It's just a textures team. Maybe they redo the audio and that's it. Whereas um, with, you know, making a new game, it's so much more expensive. So I'd say in most cases with these remasters, they're more of a revenue raiser to be able to get enough money together um, to keep them going for whatever their next big thing is, hopefully. Mm. Um, at least that's how I would see businesses would utilize that sensibly. What kind of questions, where did the money go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, where did all that sweet GTA Online money go? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think they've got enough money. I think they can pump out a new game. Yeah. Oh, uh, look, I, I, I think Rockstar, they just take their sweet time now. And all the rumors about the next GTA is that it's going to be some kind of I don't know, like like a evolving world, so they're going to be updating the world over time. Um, so maybe it's going to be more online focus. I guess we'll have to wait and see with that. You one. mean like yeah, a game with expansions and DLC? <laughs> yeah, Is that I what you mean? So. Is that oh, just good yeah, marketing? Oh, like an MMO. I, mean, I mean, they could be just doing a bit of a back catalog. I mean, you know, Call of Duty are doing that too. You know, yeah. you know, they, they've gone back with the uh, their new, you know, yeah. what is Advantage or something like that. Uh, Vanguard. Vanguard. Vanguard's the next Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Vanguard, a game that I will not be picking up, but something that you can pick up now. Well, not now. In January, if you own a PC and you would not have been able to play before. It's a little old Sony exclusive, which happens to be my favorite game of all time. God of War. It's coming to PC in January 14th, 2022. Lockie, you can play God of War and you can map those buttons however you want, my friend. You don't have to worry about having a hit triangle to make that thing fly back into your hand and taking your finger off the right stick. You can do what you want because you'll have the freedom to play it on a PC. God of War. <laughs> Are you going to pick it up on PC, Lucky? Uh, absolutely I not. Oh, absolutely not. Zach, it had its no. Nah, it had its chance. It had its chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't get burnt twice. Um, oh. No, nah, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Zach. Something to take with a grain of salt is just because it's getting ported doesn't mean it'll be a good port. And quite often, to be honest, on on average. From my experience, at least, is is um, Sony exclusives getting ported to PC usually turn out dog shit. Um, you can have the most powerful PC under the sun. You can have a three to four K PC rig with That's all true. the modern shit That's together, true. and it'll still struggle in certain spots and break in certain spots. Yeah, and there, be there, a there, there was mess. a bit of flack between Resident Evil when it was put over to cross the PC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that was more... I think that was because of Denuvo. But as far as, like, Sony exclusives coming to the PC, the only one I can think of that had a bit of a botched launch was Horizon Zero Dawn. But I don't know. I didn't hear any issues as far as Days Gone, uh, Detroit Become Human, uh, Death uh, Stranding. Um, I don't know. I'm not interested ex- in any of those titles, so I can't really speak for them. Oh, well, but um, but still, like I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't like straight away just write off that it's going to be a, a shit port. I guess we'll, yeah, uh, it's like anything, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens when it comes out. Look, I'll tell you the two games that I was super keen on, and I was waiting for them to get off the Sony onto the PC. Was yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, so I got burnt hard by that one, mm. and also. Um, uh, what was it? The Dark Knight, the third one. 
Oh, you know yeah, the Batman, yeah. the third one. It was like called Night uh, uh, Arkham or Knight. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's it, Arkham Knight. Both of them were an absolute disaster on launch, and even to this day, um, Arkham Knight. From what I can read, because I check out Steam every now and again, because it's always on sale on Steam, and people say, "Yeah, no, nah, it's better." Um, half half of them say, "Yeah, no, nah, it's better," and the other half say, "Yeah, no, nah, it's still a fucking mess." Yeah, no, a hundred percent. No, uh, uh, Arkham Knight was uh, crossplay; it wasn't a Sony exclusive. And yeah, it, it at launch, it, it launched with with uh, console as well, and it was a disaster right at right from launch. And <laughs> bloody uh, uh, Rocksteady, uh, rather than fixing the uh, the bugs <coughs> and the issues with the PC port. Uh, they started working on the DLC for the for the consoles and whatnot. So yeah, that PC port never really got fixed. <laughs> it is a fucking disaster, and it's Yay. and it really really sucks for people out there. But yeah, like any PC port, wait and see. But I just think it's good that God of War is going to be in the the hands of more people. Uh, they'll be able to play it with unlocked frame rates now, uh, native 4K. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Um, I don't know, Daz, what do you think of God of War coming to PC in January? And I know Sony putting more exclusives onto PC in general. I don't know. I, I, I played it on the Sony PlayStation and that, that was good enough for me. Yeah, it's a well, it is a, a, a third-person action game, so that makes absolute sense. Like, it's not, it's definitely not something that people would be like, oh, I need to play this uh, with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyone out there who has a PC and has not got a, a PS4, so they've never played God of War, please pick it up. I fucking love this game. If you're looking for a, a third-person uh, combat narrative-driven game, God of War's amazing. It's it's absolutely fantastic. But something that I would wouldn't even know if it's fantastic is Splinter Cell because I've never really played a Splinter Cell game. Uh, but there's rumors now of a Splinter Cell gaming coming uh, from Ubisoft. And apparently it's to please fans who were frustrated by VR and mobile Splinter Cell titles. Darren, do you care at all that there is a possibility that you could be getting a new mainline Splinter Cell game sometime in the future? No. Nope. No, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why I haven't played them. I don't, I don't know. They, no, no. Fair. Yeah. They're, they're, they're hardcore stealth games. Like, so if it's not your thing, it's, it's yeah, not your thing. I, as I said, I've never played them. Lockie, have you ever played a Splinter Cell? Nah, to be honest, it's, yeah, God, it's a real dud night for um, this. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's talk about AOE 4, for fuck's sake. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> why are we dancing around? Why are we dancing around this shit? Uh, we'll, we'll, right, we'll go back right, to civilization right. in a minute. All right, all right. Maybe this <laughs> news will interest you because yep. Ubisoft may have uh, frustrated fans with that Splinter Cell game, but they've frustrated people even more uh, when they announced something called Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Frontline. Now, this is a Ghost Recon Battle Royale game. They announced it on the 6th of October to a lot of fan backlash. The announcement trailer... It's currently sitting on 5.8k likes on YouTube with 25k dislikes. So yeah, they got ratioed fucking hard and only five days after announcing the game on the 13th of October, they announced that the beta was delayed. So <laughs> between it's going to be one of the quickest moments between announcement of a game to a delay of a game 
ever. It has to be what some kind of record. Can't you play it on Stadia? <laughs> no confirmation of if it's Stadia ready at this point. Uh, Lockie, what do you think of uh, Ghost Recon Frontline being announced and delayed oh so quickly? Look, kind of like the previous title. I can't even remember the title. Don't tell me. I don't want to remember. It's I've never been interested in anything with Tom Clancy's before it. So every time I see Tom Clancy's, I just shut off. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's good branding for some, but it's just completely disengaging. Dude, no, 100% high five. I'm right there with you. I could not care about Tom Clancy games, particularly Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon Bland Point, one of the first games yeah. I ever reviewed on News 2 Reviews, and that game is so fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I think of. That's what I think of. If you say to me Tom Clancy's, I think of something that's cheap, generic military, and probably isn't very good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, That's I, it. I, I'm That's right it. there with you. I, I just think it's fucking hilarious. Ubisoft just announced something that, like, another fucking battle royale. We've seen so many, and you know, kind of, kind of, bit of, bit of suck shit, shit to Ubisoft. Bit of Schadenfreude. Like, yeah. Well, well Tom Clancy's dead anyway. Yeah, no, they they keep milking oh. that 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 corpse. It's, it's, it's like you know. They keep remastering it, but, you know, the guy's not around anymore. <laughs> yeah, keep trotting him out and he's dead. Oh, <laughs> Damn, God. let him rest. Far out. And uh, some people might want to just let the games of the past rest, and then a lot of people like the old retro games. And if you want to play Nintendo Switch Online and hit up some Nintendo 64 games... It's going to cost you... Oh, shit. I've been so excited to talk about this. We finally know what the price is for the Nintendo Switch Online plus the expansion pass. And oh, yeah, Nintendo has well and truly pulled a Nintendo. If you want to have Nintendo Switch Online plus the expansion pass, it is only available to you with a 12-month Nintendo Switch Online subscription so if you want to just try one month worth of n64 games fuck you nope nintendo wants all your money you got to get 12 months and not it, it is it just an extra you know two dollars on top of what you're already paying a month no 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 it's yep. an extra three dollars no it is double the cost if, if you want nintendo switch online with N64 games, 10 N64 games and some Sega Mega Drive games, you're going to pay $59.95 for the year, where it's normally $29.95 for a year's worth of Nintendo Switch Online. They are doubling the cost of the subscription in order for you to be able to play it, to play some N64 games. The Family Pass, if you want multiple Nintendo accounts to be able to play them, is $109.95 AU. So, oh yeah, Nintendo is making you fork out the cash. And I'm not even done yet. So, since this has come about, this has actually launched throughout this week. We're recording this on the 29th of October. Players have reported that the the games from Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass are all just Wii U ports. They've reported input lag and frame rate issues, among other problems. So not only are they charging double the price for the Nintendo Switch online subscription, you're getting inferior products that you'd probably be better off 
just getting some fucking emulators and <laughs> doing shit that yeah, way. No, Not that I'd it, recommend that ever. <laughs> yeah, no, we never we never recommend that you download an emulator <laughs> on Why Google. Not? You type in we never recommend this. We never recommend that you would type in Google N sixty four emulator and ROMs <laughs> and and figure it out. And just make it happen for free. We would never recommend that. It's illegal, it's wrong, and we do not condone it. And they could have their hands Fucking tied Nintendo. I mean, it, it could be because, you know, Nintendo have had to re-engage the publishers and they're just asking for more money because, you know, they're asked, you know, it's it's just the, the market and they just think, well, they just think, oh, well, if you're going to release that game, um, we want some extra cash. But Nintendo are the publishers. They d- developed and published all of these games like they it's you know it's just like games from it's 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 like disney with their vault they've got these games just sitting there to do with what they wish and not only have they released inferior versions they've released it for double the price of what nintendo switch online is now to to be fair it's still cheaper if you if you want to buy a year's worth of playstation plus uh, that's fifty nine. Uh, that sorry, that's seventy nine ninety five Australian. So already a year's worth of PS Plus is more expensive than what the Nintendo Switch Online is with the expansion pass. Uh, but with you know with with PS Plus, I guess you get three games a month that are free games that you have forever, so long as you uh, uh, have the subscription. With this, you have access to this library of games as long as you have the subscription as well. So it's similar in a way, except you have a limited library where theoretically yeah. with PS Plus, the longer you have it, the bigger your library grows because, yeah, you, you get these games forever as long as you have that subscription. I, I, I don't know. It's for, for me, I think it's a disaster. Lockie, what do you think of what they're charging and these inferior yeah. ports? All right. So they're doing this because... Older gamers have Nintendo Switches and they're nostalgic about Nintendo 64 games. I'm one of them. And they know that we are probably middle-aged at this point into our careers. We got a bit of money and they want us to part with our money. The problem is they're not giving us really what we want to justify us parting with our money. So I would say to Nintendo, you know, rethink your strategy. Go back to the drawing board. We've got higher standards than, than the kiddies. Like, we actually do want a complete product. You know, maybe utilize some of that money that you're trying to scrape from us with your fucking servers and actually give us a decent product, eh? Oh, you know, fine. meet us halfway here. Well, considering that, you know, there there is just people in out there in the world who've emulated these games in ways that are far superior to what they're offering here, like, that's a bare minimum what they could offer is just games that just no. run well. Like, I've heard of people having sound bugs, so there'll be it's... delays with, you know, the character will take an action, then there's a delay in hearing the sound. It's just... It's oh, late. it's not... And, it's and forget, forget all of that. Forget all of that. Like, Nintendo Switch. So, one of the first things I've realized getting um, a PS5 and playing PS5 games on a 4K TV, I then... I then made the terrible, terrible mistake to plug in my Nintendo Switch to try out Sora <laughs> on Super Smash because I was super oh, yeah. excited about that. Yeah. And I realized that that fucking 10, um, 1080p was ruined for me forever. <laughs> like, I can't look at it anymore. My my brain and my eyes can't, can't look at this fuzz shit. Yeah, like, I, I, I Nintendo, heard... it, it's awful. 
Yeah, I so, heard someone talking about uh, they shoot at 24 frames and then he was saying, oh, we do court footage and it goes to 120 frames. And the guy says, yeah, and after you've watched that, you don't want to go back. Oh. Because it's just like looking through a window. 100%. Is, oh, oh my it, God. So if you got a Switch and you like to switch games, hold off on moving on to the next-gen consoles because as soon as you do, it's ruined. Because you're yeah. through the looking glass, you realise you've been staring at fuzz your entire life and you can't go back. Yeah. You oh, just I, can't. I had the exact same experience when I decided for the one time I ever did to dock Metroid Dread when I was playing it. And the second I saw it up on the big screen, I was like, nah, I don't need all this extra space to see this. It looks like shit, particularly when I've been playing, yeah, the PS5 with the beautiful native 4K uh, on my massive, expensive 4K TV. Yeah, yep. it, it, it's it's hard to go back. It really is. Oh, it shit. is. It's it's a challenge, and that's the problem. Nintendo is just not meeting its consumer base halfway here. Like yep. we've got, they're just so far behind, and they're consistently behind. And you oh. do get to a point when you do eventually upgrade, you realize, oh fuck, I needed to keep all the old technology. I can't play this stuff on the on the new tech. It looks awful. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? What's the value add here? Nothing for me. Yeah. Waste of money, waste of time. So, like, Nintendo really needs to get their shit together. I, I, I don't know how, how much I keep saying it. Like, they, they do good games occasionally, and they do have good IPs. And, mm. yes, they've rested on their laurels for a very long time in that respect, but I don't know, they're, they're losing me, and I, I imagine they've lost a lot of people already. Yeah, it's, it's funny, because regardless of that... And and I and I, I kind of feel the same. Like I, I really only got the Nintendo Switch just to play the few big exclusives that they have on there, like the Pokemon games and you know yeah. a few a few bits and bobs there. And and for playing uh, indie games, I think it's fantastic because it's a handheld. Particularly if you have the OLED, it has a nice screen. But yeah, it's just clear that <laughs> they're falling far behind. Particularly at the moment when they haven't had a really good exclusive for a while. At the last like. The last killer exclusive they had was probably what Animal Crossing, and and that's definitely not something that you're interested in. I know, Lockie. And then before that would have been Smash, uh, but they had a really good opening lineup there with Super Mario Odyssey and and Breath of the Wild right out the gate. But yep. yeah, they just yep. have not obviously been able to keep that pace up. There's just we're just getting this this slow slow drip of exclusives, and really it's the the indies that win the most uh, when it comes to the Nintendo Switch, I guess. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. When that when that Mario Party game comes out, I'm so fucking getting it. Oh, because dude, we oh, like 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 Nintendo is king of party games. That's for damn sure. There's no beating that. But fuck, why can't they just release a 4K console, please? Oh, I'm so please. keen to have some drunk nights playing <laughs> that that Super Mario yeah. Party collection thing that's coming out. That, that's yeah. going to be so much fun. It's probably going to ruin our. Friendship, but hey, that's the risk that everyone <laughs> takes when they decide to play Super Mario Party. Oh yeah, and uh, God, Nintendo is a a console manufacturer and a developer who he said are just really behind the times. And I remember when Returnal came out, uh, we were thinking, House Mark, how could you not have save modes in this game? <laughs> it is an issue it's in hades it's in tons of every every game these days and has has 
predated. Shit, if Nintendo can support it, then that is embarrassing. Uh, for absolutely, other game absolutely. And now, House Mac have added saves to Returnal. Hey. Sort of. <laughs> so. Oh. Basically, you are able to suspend a run once. So if you have finished a a room, you've cleared an entire room you're in, there is a menu option to su- suspend the run that you're on. And then you're able to play another game or switch off your console or, you know, live life, do whatever the fuck you want to do. And then you can come back and sit down and pick up exactly where you left off. So, yeah, you have a save, but you have only the one save Per run, so use it very wisely. I know, Darren. What do you think of of Housemark's save system that they've decided to implement here? This whole one-off save suspension deal. I don't know. It it, it it's not it's not for me. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I've, we've discussed this at quite length before in the past, and I just think you know the fact that they're retracting and kind of like oh, we better put a save in there, kind of makes me think that they didn't get it right in the first place, you know. Oh, absolutely. And they've and their, their sort of argument was they didn't want people to sort of save spam and, you know, keep reloading to sort of get the, the sort of ultimate sort of runs, which is fair enough. And apparently that's why they've limited it to just one per run so people can't do these sort of save spams. But, yeah, look, I'm glad they they decided to go to the effort to put it in later on down the track. Is it enough for me to pick up Returnal again? I still have my copy, but I've lent it to uh, get friend of the show Hunter at the moment. And he's, he's playing it right now. So look, I'm not going to rip it back off him just to give it another go. Uh, I'll probably wait till he's done with it. Then I might give it another go. Cause knowing I can save at least one time is, is pretty good though. It would be nice to have maybe a few more here or there because runs can go for, up to two to three hours, and you know, I don't know, like I, sometimes I don't want to play that much Returnal. Sometimes I only want to play one hour. It'd be nice to know I could split up the runs a little bit more. But hey, you know, to some degree they've given me what I wanted, so I should stop complaining. It's time to give our audience what our want, what they want with the games that are coming up in the next week. And oh, it is a dead week that's coming up this week. Whoo! It is. We've got nothing. We have Bloodshore. Coming to all platforms except for Google Stadia. So it's coming to literally everything except for Google Stadia, including iOS as well. So, hey, Bloodshaw, you can pick it up everywhere on November 3rd. What it is, I don't fucking know. Just Dance 2022, I know what that is. It's Just Dance. And that's coming to all platforms including Google Stadia. Hey, that's right, Google Stadia is still getting games... Uh, no iOS for that one though, funnily enough. So, ooh, nearly made all the platforms. That'll be impressive on, on, on that day. Another game I will not be picking up is Call of Duty Vanguard. That's coming out November 5th to all platforms except for Google Stadia and Nintendo Switch. That'll do us for the games that are coming up in the next week. How about we take a quick break and then we jump back on in with the games that we've been playing. Dazza, you are our guest. It is tradition on this little old show we call News to Reviews for our guests to get us kicked off with impressions. Dazza, what have you been playing this week, my friend? Uh, Age of Empires. 
Whoa! Yes. Age of Empires, you wouldn't be talking about number four, would you? I'm talking about number four. Oh, whoa. Dazza. What do you think, mate? A good game. Good game. Um, it seems to tick all the boxes. Uh, it had some really... I, I've never actually played Age of Empire games before, so mm. uh, I didn't know how to play it. Um, but there was enough like tuition inside the game to help me out and get me through. I really like the historical point of view on the game and really nice 4K video inside. So you can actually like get a perspective of, you know, uh, they actually play some video where the battles of like, you know, the Battle of Hastings actually took place. And yeah. uh, fascinating and uh, gives you a historical, um, you know, retrospect of how <laughs> things were fought and, and who fell and, and a bit of history. Uh, I, I mean, if my history class <laughs> went like that, I probably would have aced it, you know? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I, I definitely want to learn my history through playing games 100%. Um, like, so I believe Relic Entertainment were the ones who developed this one, um, which I believe it was the, these were the same ones who did the, the uh, what do they do? Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War and Company of Heroes as well. Uh, it also comprises of Creative Assembly Sports Interactive. Uh, uh, creative, yeah, creative Assembly, which I believe they, they also do RTSs, I think. Oh. But yeah, good good game. I mean, it, it, you do the Norman campaign. That was, that was good. I really enjoyed that. You know, gives you an insight to the Middle Ages and, uh, yeah. you know, and just the technology that's back there and, and just... Uh, and also... The historical, you know, seems to be quite close to what actually happened in those battles too. Okay, oh, nice. Now, so you you haven't played a a Age of Empires game before. How have you found that this has gone? Has has it done a good job of teaching you the mechanics and teaching you how to play Age of Empires? Yeah, it has. I I, I like it. Um, you know, I I had a couple of hours to kill, and uh, it mm. certainly chewed that up very fast. Mm. And I was getting quite uh, wrapped up in the whole game because I was thinking, you know, possibly I think I lost the first battle, but then I went back in again and tried it again, and and I enjoyed that because you know I was like, you know, okay, well I need to get my archers up here, and I need to get my swordmen over here, and mm. and uh, it was showing me, you know. Um, as as the game was playing through its campaign, I think I was on the easy level, but yeah, I could see how the game can really wrap you right up and get you enthralled in the whole whole game in the process of how it plays. Mm, no, absolutely. Oh, okay, so you're still very early on into Age of Empires four at this point. Yes. Yes. Okay. No worries. So, uh, like, like be, being that early on, like, so far, would you say it's a recommend for you? Like, I guess maybe it's maybe it's too hard to tell. Oh no, it's a good recommendation. Um, I got it through Game Pass, so oh, that nice. that was pretty cheap. Um, that was one dollar for the first month. I'm not sure what the costs are after that, but you know, uh, look, not a bad game. I thought you know a lot of fun. Okay, nice, but yeah, Game Pass. If you haven't had Game Pass before, I believe at the moment it's like one dollar to get a month of Game Pass. Which, whew, I'm I'm keen to jump into that now that I have a PC and I have not played an RTS in a long time. So I think I'm going to be picking up Age of Empires four. I think I'm going to mm. sign up for Game Pass and then I'll be mm. able to download that one. And I am bloody keen. 
Oh, Lockie, uh, do you think you're going to pick up Age of Empires 4? Oh my god, the PC Master Race is back. Just hey! when I just when I get a PS5 console and I get a fucking <laughs> TV, they start pumping out the greats. Oh my god, I'm so excited about this game. I haven't had a chance to play it yet because I've been glued to the PS5. Uh, but yeah, definitely I need to pick this up. So I have played every Age of Empires game from the very beginning. One, two, three, Mythology. And even some of the um, the faux Age of Empires game sort of knockoffs that came up out there. Empire Earth. God, that was a good one. Um, really rough around the edges. But that also did a Norman campaign. That was absolutely amazing. So I, I, I'm thrilled that they uh, around their choice. Um, the creative decisions behind the campaigns that they chose is fantastic. When I heard that they're bringing back the Mongolian campaign of um, Genghis Khan and expanding it to Kublai Khan, that definitely reminded me of AoE 2 uh, with the Kublai Khan campaign, and that's awesome. So yeah, definitely. If it's if they have been if they've managed to be faithful, but they've been able to upgrade it to 4K, uh, the models look nice, look a bit more modern. Then that's all I need. Sold. Mm. From what I've heard, it's very similar to Age of Empires 2. Would you say, like, I know you said you haven't played them before, Daz, but, like, like, would you say it's an apt comparison? I don't, I don't know. Uh, that was from the reviews. People were saying that it's uh, very close to um, Age of Empires 2, which, mm. uh, and just the, the gameplay, um, not, not complicated and just seems to be... Look, I was up and running in about a matter of five minutes, so that was yeah. impressive. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm definitely keen for this one. I never played Age of Empires 2, I don't think. And and from what I've heard, it's like the most popular from the Age of Empires series, so it seems to sort of make sense that they they sort of base it off of that one and god, uh, Age of Empires 3 came out so long ago now. Like I think it was still in the 2000s when Age of Empires 3 came out. Hang on, I'll double check that. Um, but yeah, it was a, a long bloody time ago. God, 2005 was Age of Empires oh, 3. Wow. So it wow, has been a long years. time between Damn. titles. I, I believe Age of Empires 3 even came out after Age of Empire, uh, Age of Mythology as well. Um, yeah, so it yeah, it's, it, it has been a very, very long time since one of these games. So look, I, I'm ready for an RTS. It's the perfect thing to play it on a PC. I feel it always feels weird to me to like to play an RTS on a on a console it just it needs to be done on a pc so yeah i'm keen to to fire up the old uh gpu and finally give it a crack and play a pc game with it i think i'm just waiting until i finish the million games i have to play at the moment um yeah keen i don't know any any final words for us on age of empires 4 dazza Look, I, I'd give it a go. Uh, Game Pass is only a dollar, and I would just certainly um, mm. see if it's your, you know, your vehicle of, of enjoyment. Um, I didn't find it a bad game at all. I think, you know, from the historical perspective, it was like interesting to actually um, see the the accounts of war back in those times and what went down, mm. um, and it just gives you a keen interest. Um, you know, certainly, you know, we've had some games which have gone back like in Japan, things like that, of the historical perspective. And it's actually nice to see a game that goes back into the time of, you know, of wars that we didn't know about, you know, there's the the Hundred Year War and the War of Normandy and all that, you know, just, and just, you know, and, and Gainus Khan, you know, just those, just 
interesting perspectives of history, mm. which, which is fun. That sounds freaking awesome. I'm so keen to pick it up. And uh, <laughs> a game that's not going to give you any kind of perspective on history that I've been playing is a little title called Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, Ooh. I have been so incredibly tepid on... I have not, like, uh, anyone who listens to this show regularly will know I've been like, eh, it looks fine. It just looks like a game. And I'm ready to eat my words. Like, yes, it, it, it is a game. That is, that it was a true statement. But it, it, it's a fucking good game. It is a solid title. Now, I'll, I'll clarify, I'm only about four to five hours in to Guardians of the Galaxy. But so far, I'm having an absolute blast so guardians of the galaxy is published by square enix you can pick it up on basically everything i'm playing it on ps5 but you can pick it up on uh pc and all 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 consoles right now and um i don't know i I don't know why i was so tepid on it it was it's been uh uh, uh, developed by idos montreal the people behind uh, deus ex mankind divided which you know people were funnily enough very divided uh on that title um it was the star yeah, i'm that's what that's what did it oh ooh, yeah uh but that for guardians of the just, galaxy i, I, I think hmm. in in the trailers that i saw before the game came out i just thought oh the, the gameplay looks kind of meh and the writing does not look very good um, and I guess after playing also Square Enix published Crystal Dynamics Marvel's Avengers, I was like, uh, look, any, anything Marvel related that Square Enix put, puts out, I'm gonna, just going to really big wait and see. Uh, I'm not sure about, but for Guardians of the Galaxy is, has been so much bloody fun. It is the kind of game that I love. It's a third person action game that is very, very heavily narrative driven it almost feels like playing uh like an uncharted uh uh, bloody marvel game or something like that it feels like what marvel's avengers should have been like a narrative focused game so basically uh from anyone who played marvel's avengers would have would have known that there was sort of this i don't know there was kind of weird feeling you couldn't shake where it was like you were playing uh, uh the stunt doubles of the the real avengers from from the movies uh and the the characters just felt extremely generic to me the narrative was just not the greatest but i i I, for the first sort of five minutes of playing guardians of the galaxy i kind of felt that i was like it just feels weird you know it's just not the characters that i'm used to but the writing and the voice acting and the characterization fortunately enough for all of these characters has been so good that not long in, I'd already f- forgotten those worries and I was already engrossed in these guys and these were the Guardians of the Galaxy to me. And they, they've just done such a good job with all the characters. They're, 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 they are qu- quite similar in a lot of ways to how they are in the movies. You know, Rocket is sort of uh, wisecracking and he's very great with tech. Groot, you know, does his classic, he can only say, I am Groot. Uh, yeah, Peter Quill's a bit more shoot, shoot first, ask, ask questions later. And, uh, you know, he's uh, full of, full of quips and references and, and loves his eighties music. Drax is very serious and takes things very literally, very, very much. They're going to remind you all of, of the characters in the movies. Gamora, I think is a bit more, uh, a, a bit more, 
uh, happy, a bit more, a bit more, uh, a bit more fun, I guess. Like she's not as as serious and and sort of dark and quiet as what she is in the in the movie. But in in this Guardians, yeah, she's particularly quiet in the second half. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, spoilers for Endgame. <laughs> so when you walked up to the game, did you find yourself playing it for very long? Man, I I started playing Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, on on release. And I found myself engrossed for the first few hours. They do the wonderful thing of uh, throughout the entire game, all the characters are constantly chattering. So you'll be walking through these environments and and Rocket and Groot will be having a back and forth or uh, Drax and Gamora. Uh, will be uh, arguing about something because all the different guardians will or because they're guardians that are already established and they've been running together for for a few months now they'll already have their own sort of uh their own their own uh, ambitions and their own wants and their own relationships with the different characters so to start off with Drax doesn't trust Gamora because Gamora's uh, Thanos's daughter and Thanos was the enemy so Drax was just very uncertain about Gamora and uh Quill and and Rocket have their own history because they've been to they've they've all been together the longest out of the entirety of the crew so you know Rocket wasn't quite as sure and trusting of Drax and Gamora at the beginning there's there's just there's a lot there there's history there and there's complexity there and you can feel it in the way the characters interact with each other and their dialogue with each other and it's it's just so refreshing in a video game these days to see them focus so heavily on the narrative and I've, I've been really really enjoying how it. did you find the voice acting and all that Just... voice acting's fucking phenomenal yeah, it yeah. is so good and and they had great stuff to work with because the dialogue's great uh now i'm not like maybe laughing out loud as much as what you would in, in like a guardians movie but this is you know like a uh, hours and hours long video game and i've found myself i've definitely chuckled a fair few times and i've, I've constantly have a smile on my face during the interaction with the interactions with these characters they've they've done a great job with the humor in this uh drax is a, a obvious classic them playing on on him taking things very literally and uh and uh, groot is just constantly very cute and and charming uh they, they've they've done a really great job with all the characters and all the, uh, voice and the graphics acting. Are good. graphics it i'm playing on the ps5 i immediately it put me into performance mode and it looks fucking fantastic it looks absolutely stunning the environments are very vibrant and colorful just like the guardians movies and just constantly i'm in awe of how it looks the the physics just the physics on peter quill's jacket when he walks around looks looks absolutely fantastic it it it, the the level of detail they've gone to here kind of reminds reminds me of, of an uncharted game it really feels like the 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 detail level of like an uncharted 4 mm. Uh, it, it very much reminded oh, me wow. of, of its layout to some d- degree of um, uh, a, a little bit of like Jedi Fallen Order there, as in you yeah. are going back to your ship and you're choosing what planets you want to explore. But very much more narrative focused here in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I think almost to the point where some people might find it a little bit of a turnoff because there's very, very long cutscenes and very long moments of, of just hearing characters talk. You'll, you'll find there'll be full sections of the game where you'll barely be pulling out your guns at all. You'll be, a, a lot of the game, you're actually making a lot of dialogue choices. Okay. How, um, how did you find the combat? The, uh, the combat, I, I 
enjoyed. It's probably my least favorite aspect of the game still. Because <laughs> I've heard it's a bit repetitive. It, 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 it has felt that way so far to me. Like you're, you're, you got Peter Quill's energy guns, which they sort of recharge over time. So Lockie, you're not having to worry about ammo management so that the guns will just recharge. Oh, that's good. And th- look, they feel okay. They're not the most impactful things to use. They do, they do a thing I enjoy, uh, which uh, Gears of War introduced which is called uh, active reload where if you reload with particular timing you'll see benefits so for peter quill uh if you reload when when basically the charge is in this green zone he'll instantly reload the guns and those first shots that he shoots out will do increased damage so that felt really great to play around with but other than that you sort of have these powers that are on a and a cooldown uh peter can take off into the air and fly around. He can also like shoot a steady stream of bullets. Uh, and and they're, they're great. They're fun. They're, they're not the, the coolest thing. It's not the, the greatest combat I've ever seen in a game, but it, it is definitely fun. It just sounds like a little bit of a, a little bit of romp to play around with and have it, a bit of fun with. It know? absolutely you're is. You're a bit of a fan. and so Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you get to control the Guardians as well too. So- Hello, it is Zach from the future here. I just wanted to make a quick clarification. In the Guardians Eidos Montreal game, you cannot control all of the guardians you can only control peter quill uh, during combat you can use the guardians in combat uh, uh, on a cooldown i uh, just want to clarify that there for everybody because i did not phrase it very well my apologies i was a couple of wines deep and very tired in this episode now back to the show so they've all got their powers like Groot can uh, send out his roots and hold all the enemies in place uh, Gamora can get in close oh, Groot's and... gonna give you a root oh yeah he gets <laughs> he, he gets them roots in everywhere uh, Gamora Nasty. gets in and does heavy damage with like a slash attack um, yeah they've all got their different uh, benefits to use out there on the battlefield and there's also this cool feature uh, called the huddle which when I saw it in in gameplay trailers I thought it looked very stupid but in in when I actually got to use it in the game it was a lot of fun so basically uh, you can hit once it's charged up enough you can hit L1 and R1 and Peter Quill will put on his headphones and he'll call everyone in for a huddle. So it makes no sense at all in the universe. Like, you know, you're stopping in the middle of a fight and you're all huddling around, but hey, whatever, it works in this sort of wacky game. And uh, they will make comments to you on how things are going based on the context of the fight. And so far, every single time, it's it's been different entirely. Uh, and uh, and you basically have to respond to them uh, with something that that is sort of the correct the correct choice and and will encourage them to fight. If that fails, you get a, a, a power buff. Yeah. Uh, but no one else does. But if you you pass that, all of you guys get a power buff and 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 uh, can, can take on the enemy. And it also plays a licensed songs from a licensed song from the eighties, like you know, take on me. You know what I mean? Like th- think of like of a bunch of classic eighties hits, and they've got so many great ones in there. And it it's really really cool. Like uh, you you you, it kind of almost feels like a moment from one of the movies. You'll have this licensed eighties song playing in the background, and you'll be using all your powers as Peter Quill, and all the guardians will be doing all their abilities, and everything's just shooting off everywhere and it goes nuts and it, and it's a lot of fun but uh yeah it's not as tight as the combat in something like your god of war or or any of your souls games but 
Um, it's it's definitely passable combat and it's fun combat and I've I've had a good time with it. But um, the 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 most enjoyment I've had with this game is definitely the narrative. There's narrative choices, just like it's sort of like Mass Effect, but it's very sim- simple. They're very binary yeah. choices, but they do seem to have some effect on the the uh, result in the, the resulting narrative. What would, what would you say to someone that's uh, bought the game, the the Marvel Spider game? You know, would, would you, would, oh, would you look, recommend it's, this? Or it, it's I mean, it's my, different yeah. to that because that's like an open world game with with a great narrative, but this is far more focused on the narrative as. I said there'll be mm. full like there was there was like a probably good 40 minute section where I didn't even pull out my guns I was like exploring this uh planet and you know uh trying to find these the correct people to talk to I got absolutely mm. swindled uh in a in like a, a a street street game you know what I mean you know the one where yeah. they put the ball underneath the yeah. cup yeah. uh they, I, I approached like I was yeah. walking around I was like oh there's this brain here and they're like you know they're doing that game I'm like oh, I'll give it a crack and yeah I got I got swindled out of like 500 units <laughs> the, the thing fully ah, tricked awesome. me and I was like oh that's just great that's just good fun uh yeah that very cool um and the dialogue choices i don't know how much of an effect they really have on the narrative but apparently they do have some kind of effect there so it sounds like it ticks the boxes for the the audio and the visual anyway yeah yeah, big time and and the narrative 100 percent it ticks that box um it, it even does things like say you're exploring the environment uh and you go off to look for collectibles somewhere uh, the other guardians will start talking about it and be like, oh, what's he doing? And they're like, oh, I don't know. He's just decided to wander off somewhere. And then he might respond and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just checking hmm. this out. And it will have all have context to what's going on to the point where the guardians are talking almost all of the time. Like if you're moving through the levels at a steady pace, you're constantly going to be hearing chatter. And I fucking love that because as, you know, just as people in the real world, when you're hanging out and you're doing something together, you're constantly talking to each other. So it just makes the story you're playing through and the the worlds you're going through just feel so much more alive because these characters are constantly Mm. commenting on and having this commentary on, on the world around you. It's it it is really really cool, and I'm su- surprised to say that Guardians of the Galaxy has been one of my favorite games of the year so far. I'm still early into the game; I'm only like six hours in. But God, if you're looking for a great narrative-based game with like a fun story and really good character characterization, great visuals and voice acting, this is the this this is one of the games for you. I definitely definite recommend. Uh, particularly on next gen consoles, because all that frame rate was just yeah, so lovely. It sounds like it, it kind of like uh, mm. satisfies the uh, the uh, the kind of like yeah, looking for the if you be watching the Guardian Guardians of Galaxy films, this mm. this, this certainly satisfies that, that oh. hunger. Oh, one hundred percent. If you're a fan of the Guardians, which I, I think the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie is probably my favorite mm. MCU movie. I really love that film. Then yeah, you 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 will oh. definitely love this. There's constant references to stuff in the universe. And, and got the wackiness of Groot in there as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. There's just there's 
they, they bring so much charm and so much character to it. Guardians of the Galaxy is a definite recommend for me. I'll, I'll be talking about it more in the coming weeks. We'll see how the narrative turns out if, if things do land. But for now, I'd, I'd say a definite recommend. But as I said, you know, I'm only five or six hours in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Whew, far out. I don't know. Lockie, do you have any questions for me as far as Guardians of the Galaxy by Eidos Montreal is concerned? Can you give Star-Lord a haircut in-game? <laughs> so far, I've, I've found there's different outfits, but I haven't noticed if there's different haircuts for Star-Lord. But Fuck. i got to say... Ah, in uh, it, It's just the one thing. It's that one thing. It's just driving me nuts. I just want to fix it. Yeah, look, and, and I've got to say, like Star-Lord's character model, fucking hated it when, in all the trailers, all that stuff. Um. The, they do a good enough job with his dialogue and, and his character to like I I, I, I Get love him his across character the line. now. He, he right. is that's as right. far as the video game universe <laughs> is considered. He is Peter Quill to me. Um, I dig. He he wins you over through sheer charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I probably okay. like. No, this it sounds Peter great. Quill. I'm I'm very interested in this one. Yeah, yeah. I I, def- yeah. I definitely recommend. I probably like this Peter Quill. Maybe a bit better than the the Chris Pratt. Peter Quill. It's good to hear that there's a transition from a movie to a game because, you know, when they do it right, it's always like, you know, a great thing for the fans. I mean, I'm hoping that they'll do one for Star Wars, you know, um, in the Mandalorian, you know, that'd be good. Oh, Mandalorian game would be awesome. Yeah, Yeah. far out. Mm, Uh, If you're looking for a good Star Wars game, though, Jedi Fallen Order, oh, that's that's fucking great. Yeah, fantastic. But look, yeah, no review score on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as of yet, as I have not finished it. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely talk about it more uh, in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, hey, that'll do us this week for news to reviews. Episode 101, our first one back after episode 100. And oh, I love that so fucking much. And that was all thanks to you, Dazza. I can't wait to. Oh, I can't pleasure. wait for everyone to hear that bonus episode that we reco- recorded before we even did this about you know how to build a PC. But you're gonna have to wait a while for that one. But yeah, it's good. Might bore people to death that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it's such. I, I, I can't wait for everyone to hear that. Uh, though, yeah, you're gonna have to wait to late December, early January for that one. But yeah, Dazza, thanks so much for joining us for episode 101 of News to Reviews. Bloody oath, uh, Lockie. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Um, probably not this week. I'm pretty drunk at this point. You just focus on keeping that cord in that microphone so we don't have to stop the recording. Keep on on keeping on. Um, hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Out. Oh, God. Everyone hit up news to reviews on all the socials Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter is the best place to keep track of everything we're doing. Our Twitter handles at news to reviews, and that's with a number two instead of the word two. And Lockie just said, have a good weekend, even though this episode is released on a Monday. So, you know, have a good weekend next weekend when we'll be recording the next episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) Time is meaningless. I know, yeah. God, it's like an episode of The Witcher. (laughs) (laughs) We're having flashbacks already. It came straight back to Henry Cavill. (laughs) Oh, fuck. All roads lead back to Henry Cavill's face. God damn. (laughs) Oh, that's a nice episode title thrown in right at the end there. Everyone out there, please take care of yourselves and take care of one another.
So Zach here once again using the Easter egg of this show to make yet another clarification. We make a joke there in reference to The Witcher and Henry Cavill as if we talked about it at some stage throughout the episode of the show. Unfortunately, that is not the case. We were talking about The Witcher off air and then referenced it at the end of the episode there. So that reference and joke would have made no sense to any of you out there. So my apologies. We were all tired and we were all tipsy. Have a good week, everybody.